Hi, and welcome to the podcast for podcastmybusiness.com.au. And today we have Frank from deductyourhome.com.au. How are you, Frank? Pretty good, Tony. Very well, thank you. And you? Yeah, look, I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's raining here in Sydney. I know you're in Perth. I think you've got rain over there as well. No, nah, sunny and 30 today. Couldn't be better. <laughs> you can come over now and t- well, taste it for yourself. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't think I want to. Um, wow. it, if you guys don't want us, then why would I go? Who said we don't want you? <laughs> Your wonderful what, premier what? that was so scared he wouldn't meet up with oh, premier okay. Okay. there's one yeah, yeah. premier in one state that had something like 14 days ago. <laughs> well, I don't speak for the premier, but uh, m- right. most of us would welcome you with open arms. Good on you. Okay, well, there we go. We know, he, we know he's a wuss. So, uh, so what we're talking about today is uh, lots of people are now working from home. Um, people have been working from home on and off for years like me. Um, and the good old ATA makes things entertaining, shall we say, about trying to deduct what you can and can't do from home. I got audited quite a few years ago when I was working for an employer. And yeah, I said, well, I was working from home legitimately. And I made it, said, well, you got a couple of gains, tax and blah, blah, blah. They make it so hard. So the ATO is not there to be your friend, but you are there here to be our friend. I think you've nailed it. Absolutely. Now, the ATO, they, they've, they actually wear two hats. Their primary role is to collect the taxes so that the government has uh, revenue so it can do its thing. Um, but they're also supposed to administer the, um, the taxation superannuation systems. And it's a bit of a conflict from time to time because they're not there. They are not there to put in loads of time and energy to help us individuals and business owners to figure out what's best for us. So it's really up to us to figure it out for ourselves. And it's a self-assessment system here, as, as we all know. So you put your tax return in on face value, they just believe us. But then if there's an audit, uh, they'll go through you with a fine tooth comb. And if it doesn't add up to their way of thinking, you're in all sorts of strife. Um, and they're not going to make it easy for you at all. Yeah, it's interesting how you say their way of thinking because they said to me, well, um, we need a copy of your receipts. And so I sent them mm. this bag full of receipts. And I went, well, no, we didn't mean the actual receipts. I'm going, well, what do you want? <laughs> well, the, the other thing is um, the, the ATO has something, has a very strong power and it comes under the, uh, I'll bore you listeners, under the Taxation Administration Act of 1953, where we are deemed wrong if they say so. So, you know, in criminal law, Tony, um, there's a presumption of innocence unless proven guilty in a court of law. Well, with tax law, it's the opposite. Um, If the the Commissioner of Taxation gets out of bed one day and says, you owe me a hundred grand, Guess what? You owe him a hundred grand because he said so. Yep. You have to prove that that you are right. He doesn't have to prove that he is right. So the yep. burden of proof, the burden of proof, is on the taxpayer. If you haven't got proof, then his position is what is what sticks, and it's his view of the tax law that you have to convince is wrong if it goes to court. 
Mm. Yeah, and I know that they were singling out and picking on smaller and micro businesses. And, you know, mm. I think a lot of people that will, this is directed at for Deduct Your Home is that level of business. So yeah. how do we legitimately and successfully get our revenge? Because I think it was a Kerry Packer that said, every Australian's responsibility is only to pay as much tax as they have to. Not a penny more. Well, not, not verbatim, but close enough. Yeah. He's basically saying, if you're paying any more tax than you need to, you've got rocks in your head. And he's right. Mm. We should all pay our fair share and no more. Yep. So what deduct, what deduct Your Home will do is it will help people legitimately, 100% legally, um, convert their home's normal expenses or a good portion of them into business expenses. But you've got to run a business from your home to do it. And it doesn't matter what it is. Pick a, pick a letter out of the alphabet and run a business. Mm. Um, if, it's, if it's not just a hobby or a pastime and it's a fair income business, then the, uh, the system and all the laws and the rules and regulations will support you if you do it properly. And it makes a big, big difference. We're talking many tens of thousands of year, a year in deductions if, if you do it right. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I go to my accountant and I mention different things and I go, well, I'm working from home and whatever. And, okay, we, we claim the car because there you go. There's a tip. The only good tip I got from the ATIR auditor was register your car as a business in your registration and we won't ask you about it. So there we go. Yeah, pretty simple. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't, I don't know who your accountant is. I'm an accountant. I run an accounting and tax practice. So um, has your accountant never said to you, you should or shouldn't, for example, claim mortgage interest and given you a reason as to why you should or shouldn't? I'd, I'd be curious. No. So you've never had the chat? Not about that specifically, no. Ah, well, I find that interesting. And in fact, most don't because they, they don't understand it. And those who do they will usually uh, offer up a bit of a furphy along the lines of, yeah, well, you can claim your mortgage interest, but I wouldn't recommend it because otherwise you'll get slugged with capital gains tax at the other end when you sell your home. Mm. And, um, and in fact, they're quite correct. You will, but that's not the end of it. There's a little something called uh, the capital gains tax concessions for small business owners. The Howard government brought them in in 2000. So for the last 20 years, we've all had an opportunity to claim what are called occupancy expenses. And these are the ones, Tony, that exist regardless of whether or not you're using your home to produce income. So you've still got to pay the council rates, the water rates, the repairs and maintenance, um, uh, interest or rent if you're renting. These things are there no matter what. We all need a roof over our head one way or another. Yep. So if you, if you can genuinely run a business, um, and it's really easy for me to find 30, 40, 50, 60, 70% of people's expenses surrounding their home as tax deductions. I do it routinely. If they can become business expenses, when you sell your house, cross your fingers it's gone up in value and you make, you make some good coin out of it. The only reason you'll be paying capital gains tax is because you haven't got your head screwed on. Yes, your home becomes a capital gains tax asset, but using those provisions that I mentioned a moment ago, the uh, capital gains tax concessions for small business owners, you don't need to pay a penny in tax. Hmm. It would be, it would only be because you mismanaged your opportunity. 
Right. Okay. So for example, I, I have my home, I, um, I pay a mortgage and what have you, but of course yep. I'm still paying a large amount of interest because I'm still away from retirement and what have you. Yeah. So again, lots of people are going to be in the same sort of scenario and they've been informed, well, you've got capital gains tax. And again, when I got audited, it was, well, yeah, you'd get capital gains tax, but it's so complicated. We, we can't even predict or forecast what you would owe or have liable for, for capital gains tax. So make your life easier. Just don't bother claiming. Well, that's just complete crap. Yep. Can I say that? Yeah, it was crap advice from the ATO. What a surprise. Yeah, well, look, I've seen some, uh, some pretty woeful uh, comments on the ATO website uh, masquerading as advice. I'm, my job is not to bash or bag the ATO. Sure. They do some great, they do great work here and there, but every now and again, um, uh, they drop the ball. And in this area, in my view, they don't seem to have it together particularly well. Um, and that's okay because it's not their job to give outstanding tax advice. That's uh, the tax profession's job. But unfortunately, the tax profession itself hasn't done a particularly outstanding job either. Um, now, that's my personal view, and it's been formed from 20 years of specialising in this space. And I don't know anybody else who specialises in it, so my word has probably got a little bit of weight, I'd like to think, after all this time. Hmm. Okay. So, if we're looking at it now, what would... Yep. What would be the number one thing that I could do today yep. that would help me to pay less tax on my tax bill being a spog standard mortgage payer? Okay, now, are we presuming that you already have a, a home-based business, Tony? Or was yes, so I've had one for five years, so yeah. It's okay, not all right. Well, if there's... If there's an area in your home that can pass the scratch and sniff test, it's technically called the interest deductibility test. What that means is it's now a place of business. So you, if you were inside that area, and it could be inside or outside of the home, it could even be a bit of yard space. Um, if it looks and feels like a place of business and can't be readily converted to private use, um, then, it's a place of business. If you then work out proportionately what the uh, percentage of the property is that's got those characteristics, then that percentage can be applied to all of those occupancy expenses I mentioned earlier. Mm. So the simple take the simple takeaway is if you've got book work to do, don't do it at the kitchen table or sitting on your lounge because the primary purpose of those spaces uh, to eat and to relax and watch telly, etc. not to do your book work. So you wouldn't be allowed to partially claim the kitchen table as a place of business because it isn't. It's your kitchen table. But if you had a dedicated office in your home or a dedicated workshop or both, you've had a client waiting room, you had client car parking, you had um, a client toilet and washroom set aside because you had more than one, these areas could be um, summed together and allocated as a proportion of the overall property. And that's how you can get um, very significant uh, business use percentages. Right, okay, that's interesting because I know lots of people have had to work from home, um, let's face it, with COVID. I'm looking yep. forward to 
the ATO going through everybody's claim from working from home and scratching themselves and going, well, what do we do? Um, mm -hmm. But say if I portioned off a part of my lounge room as an example, and I plonked up a, a desk and a monitor and my laptop and a desk chair, and that was taking up 20% of the lounge room. Would that pass the scratch and sniff test? Maybe. How's that for a definitive answer? <laughs> Maybe. It, look, it's not ideal, hmm. but it's doable. What you, what you need to be able to show is delineation of sorts. So if you could draw if you could draw a line, an invisible line across the room where part of the room, the character had changed, that would be okay. But if you had personal non-business items in that same part of the room, so it was a bit of a mishmash, uh, it wouldn't pass the test, strictly speaking. And that's not to say the ATO are going to come around and, and look inside your lounge room. Because, as I said, it's a self-assessment system. When you do your tax return, you work out your deductions, you put it in, it'll go through. But if for some reason they, they decide to audit you, they're going to ask you, potentially, for proof of the position you adopted in your tax return. In other words, make me believe, like I'm, I'm the auditor, I want you to convince me that that deduction is, is genuine. So what you would need to show, I would think, would be photos, um, video evidence, hard evidence that that 20% of the lounge room wasn't used for watching Netflix, binging, binging and watching reruns of Star Trek. Right. So if you've got your desk and everything there, you also wouldn't want it to be used for lots of personal stuff at that desk. So you would want to have, the best thing is photos, um, screenshots of your computer at taking it. I, I tell my clients every three months, take a fresh set of photos showing that there's lots of work on your desk. That's to do with work. Oh, by the way, it can't be work as in this is my job because with all these people working from home, that's because their employers have, have okayed it. That doesn't make it a business. Ah. Working, working from home does not give you any legal right to claim the big expenses like your water rates, your council rates and your mortgage interest and or your rent. That can only be achieved if you actually are running a business under, under an ABN and you're doing a whole range of things that people in business ordinarily do. Now, if only I knew someone that could give me some help and advice for the listeners to be in that sort of scenario, who could that possibly be, Frank? Oh, let me think. Um, I know a guy over in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally named Frank as well. Yeah, funny that, yeah. No, and he, he seems to have his head around it pretty well. Look, mm. there's, a, um, there's a lot of stuff to consider. And for the unwary, it is a minefield. Um, what I do is I try to take um, a very simple approach and not complicate it too much for people. Otherwise, uh, their eyes will roll back. But it, it can be put to people very simply and succinctly. Uh, and that's the trick, ma making the complex simple. Excellent. Okay. And we're going to make it really simple because people who jump on your website and there's plenty of links there to the free report. Yeah. To find out that more. Free, so what does the free report cover? The free report gives a lot of information on why this is a great thing to be looking at and 
gives you a, an ability to really start what I call dream building, because it's not just about what, you, what you're up to now. What you're up to now in your life is a culmination of where you've been and, and that which got you to where you are today. What Deduct Your Home can do is it can actually create a new future for you. And think about it, Tony. If, if for example, a significant portion of your home's expenses were now business expenses supported by the tax system, you might think twice about buying the cheaper option. You might look at more expensive, higher quality things. And examples might be the furniture that you place in those business use areas. Uh, if you're doing renovations or repairs, will you put in the cheap flooring or will you put the good stuff in knowing that it's now a business expense? Um, if you decide you want to put solar panels on your roof and let's say 50% of your home is a place of business, well, 50% of the cost of the solar panels can now be included in a depreciation schedule or you need a new fence or whatever. Um, the expenses don't necessarily have to relate to the rooms in question or the spaces in question. Or you might decide, I love my street, it's a great house, but it's a bit small, I'd like to extend it. Well, you can go and do a, a large home extension. Or you may decide the grass is definitely greener down the road. So you put a for sale sign and you move and you buy something worth you know, potentially quite a lot more. Mm. What if the entire amount of additional borrowings and some or all of your existing borrowings became fully tax deductible. It's not hard to do when you know what you're doing and you know what to look for. Mm. So it's not, it's not just about saving tax. It's about living better and creating wealth for your future. Because if you're living in a house worth, say, $600,000 and using the deduct your home principles, you go into a house worth 900000 for example, and you borrow an extra 300K, if that 300K is deductible, the net cost of servicing the loan may not be much more than what you're paying now. Hmm. But now you're living in 900K land, which is so much nicer than 600K land. When you come back in 20, 30 years, your house is going to be worth a hell of a lot more than the old one. And remembering what I said earlier, why would you pay any tax at the other end if, if you know what you're doing and you know how to follow the rules? So you could have a completely net of tax windfall at the other end of your life. Now your retirement's sorted. Fantastic. And of course, um, we can tell you're from Perth because you said, you said a house for $600,000 in Sydney, no such thing. Well, I'm, 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 I'm bearing in mind some people, some people are in Adelaide, Tassie, you know, Brizzy. <laughs> I know Melbourne and Sydney in particular. Yeah, I don't think you get a one-bedroom apartment for six hundred, do you? Not in Sydney, I don't think. I think you might uh, just scrape one in, but I think it's yeah. called studio, which is like, oh my god, how would you write off a studio when all you've got is one room and a kitchen? Well, those th those people in Sydney who are paying astronomical uh, prices and uh, huge mortgages, um, they would do very well to download that free report, I can assure you. Absolutely. And talking of that, so anything else you'd like to add? Really? It's, look, it's all, it's all about having a vision for your future and having a really strong why. Why do I want to do this? It's because I'd like to think because you want to live better, you want to be happier. It's really not about money. It's about happiness and choice. 
when you're living in the best home possible and that's creating wealth at the same time for you while you sleep over the years, uh, the first thing you, you see when you wake up in the morning is your house. The last thing you see at night before you go to sleep is your house. It's the biggest physical object in your life, typically. Um, it's, it's a sign of status and wealth to some people. It's the family home. It's all of those things. For 25 years, I was a financial planner and I used to talk to people about creating wealth, but it was always using structured products, you know, managed funds and this and that and the other. There was no fun in it. No, nobody... You can't take your share portfolio out for a spin on the weekend. You can't sleep overnight in your government bonds. You can't go for a dip in your managed fund. But you can do all of that in a, in a, in a beautiful home, you know. So it's lifestyle. It allows you to, to build a business, live on your own terms, and to go through life with uh, control and positivity as to, as to your, your wealth and your security. It yeah. does all of those things, yeah. Absolutely great. Okay, all right. No worries. Look, thanks very much for that, Frank. Let's yeah. Frank, duckyourhome.com.au. Yeah, download the, download the free report. Um, improve your lifestyle. Hang on. Good on you, Tony. Thank, Thank you. you.